This is the Saturate Podcast. Saturate is committed to seeing a gospel movement happen in North America and beyond in which every man, woman, and child have a daily encounter with Jesus in word and deed. This podcast is an ongoing conversation with disciples and leaders growing in the gospel and growing in living the implications of the gospel in community and on mission. Hey everyone, it's me, it's Brad. And today I want to bring us an important teaching from Todd Moore about gospel conversations and the everyday normal rhythms of life. And the reason I want to bring this to us is it's just such an important and crucial aspect of our discipleship and also the mission of God that God's called us to. Uh, last week, Todd and I got to spend a whole day in Southern California strategizing and planning a whole bunch of really wonderful, we hope, resources uh, to be put on Saturate in the coming year, uh, resources that we think are going to be great, uh, tools to help equip individuals, leaders of communities and churches. But but a common thread through the whole day was the reality of we really struggle as a church to actually talk about the gospel, to have conversations with people who do not believe, and to, to connect the gospel to their lives. This is, you know, a, a big piece is of gospel fluency. And another huge uh, reality, though, is that we just struggle to, to pray for the proper motivation, the proper opportunities. We struggle to uh, know what to say and just how to have normal conversations, but also that, that intentional aspect of, of actually sharing the gospel. Uh, this is, uh, in many ways, evangelism that we're, that we're all afraid of. And, and so I want to bring this training, one, because Todd— and he'll say this in the training, not as an incredibly gifted, you know, evangelism type, and which I think is really helpful because that's most of us. And the other reason I want to bring it is just because of Todd's long obedience in this area to, to seek to share the gospel and to build relationships and to do that final piece of making the gospel clear. I know you're going to enjoy this training. I, I pray that the Spirit uses it. And then after the training, I'll come back with a few questions to help us all process, hopefully. So enjoy. So a little bit about me, I don't have natural gifting um, as an evangelist. Um, it's not something that comes naturally to me. I am also not an extrovert. So having conversations with people, talking with people um, is not something I would say I'm naturally gifted at. But because of the gospel and the transforming work of Jesus in my life, um, uh, I deeply love people and am passionate about pursuing people and their stories so that I can introduce them to Jesus. So though I'm not naturally gifted in these things, I've got a lot of passion around introducing and talking to, to people about Jesus. So how can we encourage and equip our people to have more gospel conversations and to have deeper gospel conversations just in the everyday rhythms of life? Um, at work, at school, um, at the park, at the pub, the playground over coffee, at the fitness center, at a birthday party? How can we help people um, just get into a more natural rhythm of having um, significant, deep um, gospel conversations in those, um, in those places? So I want to suggest a few things that I've seen make a big difference with this, both in my life and in um, the life of my wife and others in our missional community around me. First thing I would say is to is to pray for motivation. 
pray for motivation for deep love for people, a love that will, um, that will motivate you to perceive, pursue people's hearts and people's stories that will help you overcome any personality um, or gifting um, things you don't, don't feel like you have. So when we have a deep love for people, it helps us to, to overcome those things because we, we want to see them introduced to Jesus. We want to see their lives changed by Jesus. But that's something I think um, we need to actually pray often for, pray and ask the spirit for, for motivation Pray for motivation, and I'm going to include, pray for love. Pray for more love, more love for people that will, that will help us um, talk to people and go deep with people. Um, second thing, I would say, pray for, pray for specific opportunities. and help with those opportunities. So the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit is a missionary spirit. One of the ways he's described in the New Testament is as the proclaimer of Jesus. So if we're going to have gospel conversations with people, if, um, if conversations are going to open up and we're going to be able to, to speak about Jesus, we, we need the Spirit's help. This is work that he does. This is work that we cannot do without, without his help. So we need to pray and ask him for specific opportunities as we go to those places. Again, the park, the pub, the playground, a school, a sporting event, the fitness center um, in our backyard. We need to pray and ask the spirit for specific opportunities and then help with those opportunities in those converse, conversations that he would help us to, to know how and when to proclaim to speak the truth um, to people that we're relating with. So very important, again, that we're not, um, we're not trying to, to do these things, to have conversations with people, anybody, anytime, with, without the Spirit's help. And it's actually, I think, I actually think it is a big thing um, and a big reason why a lot of Christians don't speak much about Jesus. They don't honestly have many significant conversations with coworkers or neighbors um, or teachers of their kids or coaches of their kids. They don't have these conversations um, because they're, 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 they're not doing these things. Um, they're not praying for the motivation and the love to, to overcome any fear or any barriers. And they're also not praying specifically for opportunities or for help. I believe that as we, and as we help our people grow in this as a rhythm, praying for these things that the spirit will obviously open up opportunities because that's who he is. And that's work that he does is, um, is proclaiming Jesus. Third thing, as you, um, as you think about having gospel conversations is to really in every, in every conversation you get into, I'll just say it very specifically like this. Expect to ask a minimum, a minimum of three to five questions. That's a little bit prescriptive, but I think it's practical and important. But every, um, every conversation you're having um, 
with people, just go into it expecting to ask three or five good questions um, to those people that you're with. And this doesn't have to take long. This can be, this can be a few minutes, five minutes, 10 minutes where we can ask, where we can ask some good and important questions that are, that are getting deeper into their story. Let me give you some examples of the types of questions that I'm talking about. Something that I'm asked about often is like, okay, what, what are good questions? What are personal questions that we can ask people if we're, if we're going to do this at the coffee shop or in, over the fence in the backyard or at a coffee break at work? What, what kind of questions would those be? Here's some examples. <clears throat> Tell me about your relationships with your parents growing up. What was that like? Good, bad, um, but describe that. That will take you, that will begin to take you deeper into their story. How about your siblings? Um, if you had siblings, what was your relationship like with them? Were you close? Um, how did you spend time with them? Um, what does that look like today? Did you, did you have many close friends growing up? What were your friendships like? How was your, how was your middle school experience or your high school experience or your college experience? Questions around that, their, their schooling, um, extracurriculars in schooling growing up. Again, you see how these questions are, are going into important and personal, but not too personal places in their lives, um, which, which help paint a picture of who they are and help, um, help us begin to see um, important things about their story. Also, what did you do? What did you do with your free time when you were growing up? What were your hobbies? What were your extracurriculars? Um, how did you spend some of that free time? That'll give you a picture into what they like, what they like to do, um, how they like to spend their free time. When you were growing up, what did you, what did you dream of uh, becoming or being when you, when you got older? Fun question to ask just to hear, um, you know, just to hear um, what people dreamed of as they were growing up. Tell me about your neighborhood growing up. Um, and how do you think, how do you think growing up in that neighborhood or that part of the city shaped you? Um, very important where we grow up and the, the influences around us in our neighborhoods and cities and schools and how those things shape us as people. So again, you can imagine as you ask coworker, neighbor, friend, teacher, uh, coach, these kinds of questions, you can imagine how it would give you important snapshots into important parts of their lives. Who were some of the most important influences in your life growing up? Who were those people and, and why, why were they um, so important to you? Tell me about your kids if you have kids. What are they, what are they like? What do they like to do? Um, so tell me, tell me something about your kids, about your family. And then what do you, what do you like about your job? Um, um, what do you like about it? What don't you like about it? So all these types of questions you can see give us, give us snapshots um, into a person's life. So as we ask these types of questions then, um, we need to grow in our ability to go a little bit deeper and a little bit deeper and a little bit deeper with each question. So it's not just, because sometimes you'll ask these questions, I, I think especially with guys, and they might give you a one or two sentence response. They might not give you much. It's like, okay, so I'll ask another question or I'll ask a similar question a little different way. So we want to, though, get into, again, this rhythm of um, asking normal but personal questions that are taking us 
deep into the stories of people's lives because again then it is in those it's in those details it's in those parts of their stories where we see they are broken and where they need the gospel and where they need Jesus and where Jesus and the gospel will be good news in those in those broken or lonely um uh parts parts of their story so i asking more and more questions sometimes when i'm with a guy for 90 minutes two hours um i will literally ask probably 15 to 20 questions so not just three to five probably 15 to 20 questions i'm um again building going a little bit deeper a little bit deeper into his life into his family into his background into the things that have shaped him um because as I hear those things, it gives me opportunities then to also begin to share, share parts of my story. So that's the fourth thing. So not only do we want to ask a lot of questions, but we need to learn to share our to share our story in light of what we're hearing from them and the questions we're asking. So as you ask questions about his family, that'll often lead into an opportunity to say something about your family or his kids, opportunity to talk about your kids or his job and your job or his hobbies, your hobbies. And so as we ask these questions, again, it's not, we're not just trying to hammer through a bunch of questions. We're trying to go deep. We're, we're caring for people enough, pursuing their hearts enough, loving them enough to really get to know them, to really get to know them as, as, as real friends. And real friends share their stories. And so as we ask these questions, again, we may ask them a couple questions and then say, oh man, um, I had the same experience growing up. Um, that hobby you had or that thing you love to do, man, I love to do that. We did that in my neighborhood with my friends or our family did that every Saturday night, man, just like your family. Or yeah, my relationship with my father was pretty broken too. Or I didn't have very good very good um, communication with my mom or with my siblings. So as you ask these questions and you hear those details from people's stories, opens up opportunities to connect your heart with their heart um, because many times the details of your story will be similar to the details of their story. And so you can see how if we just go into every interaction with people with this posture Asking the spirit for opportunity, asking the spirit for help, help to even know what questions to ask, help to even know how to build on those questions, how to go deeper, help from the spirit to know what parts of our story to share, how long to share, what details to share, um, what to talk about. Um, it, will, it will help us have, have great influence on people and opportunities to um, to, to bring Jesus into, into our conversations and into our relationship. I've already kind of mentioned this, but this is just the last thing. As we pray, as we ask for help from the Spirit, as we expect um, to ask questions going into all these, rela into these relationships, as we share our story in that, that we, we look for opportunities to proclaim Jesus. We said at the beginning, we want to have that motivation, that love for people that has a desire to see them introduced to Jesus and transformed by Jesus. 
And so as we pray for that, um, we desire to see our conversations, our relationships, our friendships move to the point where, um, where we're able to, um, to proclaim Jesus as the answer to every, everything in life, every area of life, every broken part of life, and to, um, to also help people see that he is the, he is the, um, the, the, the provider um, for all the good things in our life. So not only the healer to the broken places and broken things in our life, but also the, the good provider so thankful for that and just the reminder uh hopefully to to engage in that and so here here are some questions to help you process though further uh we don't just want to provide answers to to your questions we also want to be uh asking you questions that that, that you can go and process yourself and, and here here are three uh the first one is how is your group or your community regularly engaging in these sorts of gospel conversations with people who don't believe and if your group is not regularly engaging, what are some obstacles to keep you from doing so? So how are you guys engaging gospel conversations? And then if you're not, uh, what are the obstacles that, that are keeping you from doing that? Uh, the second question is, how could your community grow in, in how you are praying and who you're praying for? In other words, what could you do, what steps could be taken uh, to, to grow in prayer for the people that God has sent you to. Uh, then the third question, lastly, is what sort of equipping does your community need to help people grow in their understanding of how to ask good questions, how to share their story, and how to proclaim Jesus? So, so if you're a leader, spend time there as well. That third question is how and what sort of equipping does your community need to grow in either you know, understanding how to ask good questions, how to share their own stories, and how to proclaim Jesus. And so that will probably lead to some very crucial next steps. And if you need other resources on that, we definitely have some of those on Saturate's website. So you can just go and search for that. Thanks for joining us today on this episode of the Saturate podcast. And we hope to be chatting with you again soon. Today's podcast was edited by Ben Fort, and our theme music is written and performed by the band Mopac. This podcast is produced by Saturate. Saturate's hope is to see one missional community for every 1,000 people in every city as we see the glory of God fill every person, every place, and every church. We participate in this vision by curating resources, training, coaching, consulting, and many more ways. Find out more at saturatetheworld.com.